Hello and welcome into another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you Italian football fans from all over the world. We finally have some professional level production around here. Our guy Raf Biz, uh, he has been working his ass off behind the scenes to bring us a better look, better images, better graphics. Uh, this, this is the kind of stuff that Jerry and I are not capable of doing. I only know how to edit audio, not video. And Jerry knows how to edit some photos for banter purposes. But this video stuff is tremendous. Huge shout out and welcome into everybody for joining us. We are hopefully soon coming out of an international break. International breaks are always terminable, especially when you've got South American players you're hoping do not get injured during these international breaks. We're going to be coming out of it soon with a Milan Derby, Derby della Madonnina. I'm very excited for that. But the focus of this episode, guys, as it's the 1st of February, January Mercato is closed. We're going to be going over that. Before we do, let me introduce everybody here on the panel. Let me start with my co-host, as always, our favorite Laziale, the most lovable Laziale. Uh, it seems like he's in kind of a sour mood, though, based on this Lazio transfer market. Jerry Mancini. Jerry, how are you? I give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit, man. Uh, I, it, it's like it's like Lazio fans thought we were Juventus and we were going to go buy five players tomorrow morning. Like, I don't understand this. Like, we know what our team is. It hasn't changed for 10 years, 20. Like, I've accepted it. It's like, oh, this team sucks. Oh, it's meltdown. It's like, whatever, man. Like, uh, I'm more focused on my Islanders versus Ottawa here because I'm in a pool. <laughs> I'm in the final 16 of my suicide pool. Wow. And and, and if the Islanders win, I, I have still survive. And it's a really good pool. I, I, and I, I actually next year I'm going to introduce you guys all to it. And I hope you guys all join because I think it would get the cultural community in more involved into into a different sport and kind of get us all like bantering. But uh, for those who do like NHL and hockey, which is slowly growing in the states, but that's where that's where my focus on. But yeah, we made a signing at least. It's more than some clubs. So what a man! What a man! What a Manchester United do. I saw, I saw, I saw my poor buddy Hater just saying that he was really bitter. I felt bad for him because, like, rich, rich team Man United couldn't get anything done. So yeah, did more than a rich team. I'll give him that. By the way, I love how I see our guy Brooklyn Rob, who's in the chat, who's a Juventino, and he's he's on top of the world. I mean, the Juventini are, are rightfully so. I thought it was a great move and a big move. I don't know if everybody on the panel agrees with that, though. Uh, but we'll talk about the blockbuster signing that Juventus made. Let me introduce our panel here. We have our favorite Roma Poli fan, uh, Gianni <laughs> Delicoli from the Calcio guys. I mean, this is truly, truly one of the best all-around dudes in the Calcio space. Like, <laughs> I, I sometimes Thank I you. see people, I see people on social media talking about, oh, Calcio Twitter is so toxic. They obviously don't know Johnny. Like one of the, and, and I think everybody in here saw. Although Jerry's banter gets a little out of control, but I think everybody <laughs> in here are some of the nicest people in the Calcio space. But Johnny, it's been a minute, my friend. How are you? Uh, thank you. First of all, thank you for for those very kind words. Uh, I really appreciate that. It, it makes it warms up my heart during this cold weather, so I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, no, it has been a while. I'm happy to be back on. Uh, I was actually wondering. Uh, actually, yesterday night I was playing ice, ice hockey with Mass Riccio, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't been on the Calcio connection in a wonder, wonder in a while. I wonder what's going on. <laughs> then today I get the message. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess uh, somebody up there is listening. So, uh, but yeah, I'm happy to be back on. Thank you. 
That is funny, man. There are no coincidences. That was some some higher power made that happen. Uh, we're also very happy to welcome in uh, a great, great friend of this podcast, Dan Petzotta, Atalanta Vegas. And I got to send a double thank you to Dan because he did a, a Patreon episode with me uh, over the past few days, breaking down Robin Gosens to enter. And God, that was that was the best breakdown I've gotten, Dan. I've been reading breakdowns on the internet. I've been watching the ghost and uh, sizzle reel. I thought the way that you broke it down, especially the potential for the link up wing back to wing back, uh, you know, from Dumfries to, to Gosens is something I'm really looking forward to. How are you, sir? Well, let me tell you, after I broke it down for you, I also broke down myself thinking about <laughs> Robin Gosens leaving. So there was two breakdowns, but I'm super <laughs> stoked to be on the show. It's exciting that Raf is on here and making it look really, really pretty. But then you invite me on it. Come on, then it's just... <laughs> You're talking about looking good and being professional, and then you have me and Johnny on? I don't know. I don't know if that's the way you want to do it. But wait, both of us are really happy uh, to be on. Always really great to be with you and Jerry on the show. Well, And you've got some of the best hair on Calcho Twitter. It's like compared to what me and Johnny are rocking and, and Raph Biz, who's a baldy like myself, and, and Jer Jerry's holding on to some scraps up there. But, I mean, Dan puts us all to shame. Listen, if I'd have gotten if I'd have gotten my it, my Bergamasco father's hair, I'd be looking like you guys. Thankfully, oh, thankfully, oh. I've got uh, I've, I've got my uh, Filipina mother's hair. So I got this. It's graying. Awesome. It's graying, though. You know, <laughs> but, uh, we do what we can. I love it. Well, guys, let, let's dive headfirst into breaking down and grading some of the biggest transfers in Serie A in the month of January. And I got to tell you, like early on in the winter Mercato, I thought this was going to be a really slow, uneventful transfer market. And it was that for some teams. But then as soon as, you know, late in the Mercato, when you start to get it, it materialized very quickly. The intensification of what Juventus was doing, business really picked up. But there were other moves. We're going to break down what Juve did, what Inter did. We're actually going to start uh, with something that Dan Petzotta's Atalanta did. And that is uh, bringing in Jeremy Boga from Sassuolo it's a loan obligation to buy for 18 million uh I mean to me Dan I, I think that this is a this is a great fit for Atalanta's attack this player is he's explosive he's great on the ball tremendous on the dribble like he provides just like a, a an explosiveness speed uh element and a dribbling element you don't see a whole lot of that in Serie A like it's more it's more of an EPL type of player and I think he's a former Chelsea product but it's an EPL type of player in Serie A and creates a lot of matchup nightmares absolutely and I mean look after after five years Gasparini was watching teams just torch us with speed with our with our high defensive line and he was looking at those players and he's like look I need one of those and we were linked with Jeremy Boga over the summer he comes in the winter uh, which is which is fantastic, and like you said, he's 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 a great dribbler. Um, he takes on he makes he makes things happen. You know, one of the things with Atalanta since Papu Gomez has left is that we lack a little bit of that, you know, unexpectedness and that little spark. Sometimes Malinovsky provides that, Ilicic can provide that if he's feeling good, but Jeremy Boga brings that, and he also brings some balance to the attack um, with the way that we play. You know, we have so many lefties. We got Ilicic, Moranchuk, Pesina, Malinovsky. It's time to have a right-footed boy cutting in, you know? So yeah. we're going to have that balance on attack as well. This is a great signing for us, and I'm uh, really excited. And we even gave him the number 10. So uh, we'll see how I that goes. I didn't realize that. Yeah. 
Well, let me go. I, I wanted to start with Dan because this is his incoming. Uh, Jerry, I want to get to you as well. You know, we've been watching Boga in the Serie A the last couple of seasons. Do you think that he's ready for this step up to a bigger club? And how do you think he's going to do at Atalanta? You're, you're cutting out on me. Oh, my bad. My, my internet sucks here, unfortunately. Can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it sucks as bad as Marici, eh? <laughs> what do you think about Boga to Atalanta? Um, yeah, Islanders, Boy, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck, stuck to my left. Uh, I, I, I don't know. He's being consistent with Sassuolo. So, if there's a guy who can who can bring his game back up, it's Gasparini. Like, look what he's done with that whole team. He he's changed so many players. Like. I think the, the reason why I, I can see Gosens doing well with Inter is because Inzaghi are kind of it's kind of similar in some ways to Gasparini, where he he gets his players to play at a high level, and that has been the case with um, with Atalanta. Um, with Boga, he has to change his attitude and his work ethic. That's the biggest uh, the biggest thing around his game. I think he has the talent, the raw talents there, but um, and I think it's going to be interesting to see that uh, how how he responds under a very demanding Gasparini who expects a lot from his team and is a wants a high tempo kind of game. And I think Boga could is not could is the guy who can offer that, but it all depends if he's willing to commit to that kind of game and in its consistency as well. Boga has never been a consistent player where he's shown flashes of brilliance, but then he'll turn off. And I think if there's a guy who can really help put his game all together and put a full package on it, it has to be Gasparini. What, what do you think, Johnny, about Jeremy Boga uh, going to Atalanta? Fantastic deal, honestly speaking. Um, I, I there, During the summer... Uh, I remember, I think, on, I think it was on Napoli Twitter. There was rumors of like Napoli being interested in Jeremy Boga, and he was a player that um, was always um, attracting attention because he can be lethal if you don't like if you don't consider him as a serious option because um, he's got this speed that's just sometimes it's really hard to match, and especially if if you don't have any like you don't have good wing uh, wing backs, you know he's probably going to be great on the counterattack. So, uh, and especially for the 18 million, it's, 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 it's a fantastic deal. I actually really don't, is. I think it's high value. It's high value, high reward. It's it, it, well done, honestly, by Atalanta, like just by getting him for, for that amount. That's, I, I think that's probably the best thing about this. So let, let's move on to the next one, which is uh low risk, maybe low to moderate reward and that is Felipe Caicedo to enter. Uh, so this is a dry loan. I think he's only going to be around through the end of the season. Uh, but Inter Inter have a need here because unfortunately, you know, the, the player that they signed from Lazio in Korea this past summer is injured all the time. He's, he's dealing with an injury that's going to keep him out a while longer and Inter wanted to loan out, uh, Martin Satriano for more playing time. So that left them with 
three strikers uh, for the time being in a two-striker formation, so you needed to add more depth there. And Simone Inzaghi gets to reunite with a familiar face. I mean, Felipe Caicedo had a lot of success, especially as a substitute under Inzaghi at Lazio. And, guys, this is a dry loan. Inter are paying no loan fee here. Uh, and the wages that they have to pay is under a million euros. I think it's 800,000 euros for the rest of the season. And, you know, he's not going to be one of Inter's top two, even top three strikers. But I think that Caicedo could do some damage off the bench for Inter. So this is very low risk and potentially high reward. And, Jerry, I want your take first on this because, you know, Caicedo, who's who's been with Genoa, but obviously we know him primarily as a Lazio player that he was until uh, until this past summer transfer window you can tell uh, us better than most and I also did a Patreon episode with Jerry about Caicedo to enter uh, you think that this is an excellent signing and I think you're higher on this than a lot of Interisti are why I think this is the best signing of the transfer market wow like, I honestly do you, you're, you're getting your value you have to think you, you know what you're getting out of Caicedo for six months um, he can score timely goals he can score game winners he, he's a good depth option. He he gives you a quality third, second option off the bench. Physical is really good with his back towards goal, and, and you're getting him for $800,000. you are not even paying for the loan. The loan is free. It is a free loan. Like I don't understand. You got a player for free that who's proven to actually perform well in the Champions League. He played five games last year. In the Champions League, scored a, a clutch goal against uh, Zenit right. in Zenit, and like the guy has always, he's performed at, at such a high level. I think the only downfall to this, and it, and it, and if it doesn't work, there's little risk to it, is that he hasn't been able to stay healthy in the last two seasons. He's been hampered by injuries, and that's kind of hurt him. But being reunited with Inzaghi. And, and and people forget that he is a good second option to Jekyll. Like, he's not the second option to Lotaro Martinez. Like, he plays a physical, strong game like Jekyll does. And, and I think that that will really kind of uh, help him alleviate some playing time, kind of give him a break. People think that – I've talked to a lot of Inter fans, and they think that he's not going to start Caicedo. Um, I think he's going to start a game or two. Yeah, a game, a game or two, I could say. I mean, three will, competitions, has to. yeah, I could see it. Yeah. He will start against Roma. And Ooh. I'm going – and then I, I personally think he's going to start against Roma. And I like to see him start against Roma because the last I, – I, I do have a clip of him scoring – Back in the 2018-19 season, ah. when we won three nothing against him, and he scored the game winner, so he has uh, he has some of that uh, Lazio touch in him where he knows how to score against Roma. So um, it'll be interesting seeing. But I think this is, this to me is one of the best signings of of the transfer market. I know it's not your flashy Vlahovic deal. Yeah. I know maybe I'm I'm being a little crazy right now, but. I, I just like what Caicedo can bring for the value they got him for. It and it and the big thing, like for me, I, I'm not I'm not gassing this move up quite as much as Jerry is, but from my perspective as an Interista, 
it's there's nothing to lose here. Like you, you're you're literally paying. I mean, a, I I'd love to get paid eight hundred thousand euros for five months of work, but uh, in, as far as footballing terms go, that's chunk change. I mean, it's basically nothing, no loan fee, and yeah, and and like Jerry's saying, I think he's going to see a good amount of playing time. I mean, there are certain games where Inzaghi will sub off two strikers in the end of matches, so I think Alexis and Caicedo are both going to get their playing time, and then you know eventually if Correa is back in the mix healthy again, he'll you'll obviously have some tougher decisions to make as far as who to bring on uh, and who to start. And even if, you know, Caicedo's going to start some matches here and there. I mean, there's still Champions League, probably just two more games of that because Liverpool is going to be tough. There's still Coppa Italia. There's still Serie A matches, three competitions. I think we'll see some playing time from Caicedo. Uh, Johnny, I'll go to you next. What do you think about this move? To be honest with you, I don't really have much to say. Um, I mean, just the fact that the league leaders are getting reinforcements is kind of scary because you know it's to help kind of keep the keep the keep the keep the gap as much as they can because it's starting to close up a bit. But uh, I really don't have much to say about this move. So you know what? If but just given what you described, I mean, for the price that it comes at, just being a dry loan, it's 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 good. I mean, I would give it maybe like a six or a seven on ten. I guess it's just. Not 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 an amazing, fantastic deal, but that that would break the bank. But it's like, eh, it can't hurt us. It, you said it perfectly as we came in. Low risk, but potentially moderate reward. So that's, that seems like a win in my book. Think about this. They spent thirty-one million to get Korea, okay? <laughs> yeah. And, and they get shit out of him. You get a guy <laughs> in Caicedo can play who's more physical, stronger. Is not a little bitch like Korea. <laughs> And, and and all of a sudden you got some toughness in this team and some physicality. Like I think this is a massive upgrade over over Korea. Like that's and I thought and Jerry, I thought you said it best when you talk about someone who has more of the traits of Jekyll because uh, I think the same way Conte did and Inzaghi does as well, you like to have like-for-like like substitutions, right? Like you like to have a, a Vice Jekko the same way like Conte always wanted the Vice Lukaku. And now you have a player that is, you know, if and, and Jekko's older. I mean, he's 35 years old. So A, you can't necessarily expect him to keep the form. He's been overall in good form up to this point. And, you know, you never know when he's going to need some rest or if his body starts to break down. And so, you know, Caicedo is a guy who can, you know, maybe not at the same level as Jekko, but can add similar attributes. So I think that's important. Uh, Dan, I'll let you close on this one. I think the real winner out of this whole thing is, is Felipe Caicedo because he was on Genoa and now he's on Inter. <laughs> for, for goodness yeah. sakes. Like, can you can you imagine, um, you know, to throw in a little bit of an Atalanta spin on it, you know, it's it's him leaving is what sends Piccoli over to 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 Genoa. So that's kind of a, a kind of an interesting uh, to, to to fill the shoes there. They're very similar players uh, as well. So, but yeah, if I'm Felipe Caicedo and I'm and I'm looking at at relegation, then all of a sudden I'm I'm with my old boss at Inter, straight winning. Everybody wins on this. Yep. So all right, now we start to bring out the big guns, fellas. Let's move on to the next one. And, you know, we like to do things differently here on Calcio Connection. So we didn't lead off with the big guns, but we've gotten to it. Dusan Vlahovic goes from Fiorentina to Juventus. Really a blockbuster move. 75 million euros. Uh, and listen, uh, Juventus, let's not forget, you know, a, a company of Exor who have a ton of money they can inject. And they've done so to get this transfer done. I think this is where on the panel we might have some argument because I, I know Jerry is not as bullish on this move as I am, and I'm not quite sure how Dan and Johnny feel about it. Yes, it's a very expensive signing, and this is a step up in clubs for Vlahovic. Is it possible 
that he is not as good as he's being billed at. It's possible. Personally, I rate Dusan Vlahovic. Uh, this guy is a finisher. This guy is a sniper. Uh, Juventus's attack has been overall a little bit toothless this year. I mean, you know, they they certainly lost something when uh, when Ronaldo went back to the Premier League. And you know they are getting they are getting a, a thoroughbred goal scorer here in Dusan Vlahovic. And listen, uh, I know that you know in Fiorentina everything was running through him, uh, which is not necessarily going to be the case at Juventus. But he can also theoretically get better service at Juve than he got at Fiorentina. He's uh, at this moment co capo canoniere in Serie A. He's got 17 goals, tied with Ciro Immobile, two assists on the season. Um, is this an expensive move? Yes. And if it if he doesn't live up to the expectations, it would be a very expensive flop. I don't think it's going to be a flop, though. I rate Vlahovic, uh, and I'm saying this is an interista. I wish he hadn't gone to Juventus. But, Jerry, I, we've had a couple of conversations about Vlahovic in the past. You don't fully agree with me on this one. No, I don't, because he had an attacking-minded manager this season where it kind of got the best out of him. Um who did he play under last season, if you don't – if you recall? Yes, 3-1. Um, yeah, Pepe Iacchini. And I don't know. His previous managers were, were not dinosaur football, let's just say. Even Pepe Iacchini even allowed his players to play with a little bit of freedom and, and a little tack-minded, you know what I mean? Um with with Allegri, he still thinks he's managing Juventus from 2013, 14, 15. I don't know, man. <laughs> like it it all depends what he does. Does he go with the 4-4-2, play one-nothing football and sit back all game and, and take Vlahovic out of the game and, and become a different type of player where he has to drop back and be more defensive? Like I, I don't watch enough Fiorentina to to rate him or not rate him like or you even go against him um a lot of his goals apparently have come from open play sorry from uh from the spot mm -hmm. i think that's something where immobile has always been criticized about <laughs> so what what makes it different that vlahovic does it you know what i mean let's 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 take the blue birds here and say hey vlahovic scores x amount of goals from the spot he's overrated blah 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 like you know you know you kind of trying to say guys like it's like that, that stupid argument where it doesn't really describe a player. And I think scoring goals in the spot takes a skill because it's not easy. Yeah. Um, no disrespect to Jorginho, but he's shown what it can happen, what, what could happen, what could happen if you miss. But it, it all depends on Allegri. He, he has Zakaria. He has a, a number nine who can probably elevate Morata's game of anything, can probably – give him that space to score goals if they play with two strikers up front. Um, or if he plays with Dybala, that could help too. But um, it, it, it all depends on Allegri. I, I do rate Vlahovic's work ethic. I think it's bar none one of the best in the league. Um, it, it, does, does the pressure get on him playing for a bigger club, having to meet expectations now? When you play for Fiorentina, there, what's the expectations? There's nothing. There's no Champions League. There's no Europa League. It's, it's try, trying to get into Europa it's League. Trying it's to trying to get in. Yeah. You're, 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 there hasn't been that that sustainability, that that identity from Fiorentina. With Juventus, all of a sudden, it's you screw up for two, three games, and it's pressure time. 
And that's that's where I like to. And I'm going to compare him to Immobile because I think that's 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 the 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 fair comparison is can he do what Immobile has done for Lazio and consistently score for six seasons, consistently deliver in big games. Um, I think there's I have a stat that I haven't tweeted out yet where he's like six goals against Milan, six against uh, Juventus, and those are impressive stats for a, a guy like Immobile who has played with Lazio and doesn't have the kind of team that Juventus has had in, in right. past seasons. So I think if he can equate to what Immobile does, I think Dusan will, will be a very good player. And I, and I, and I think you might have to play like he does right now, where he tracks back to help the defense. A lot of the time I find Vlahovic doesn't really run back to be that, 10th guy to help him down low he plays kind of high up so I'm curious if you'll have to alter his game maybe a little bit with Juventus I, I don't know I, like I said I, I, I could be wrong but that's kind of what I kind of take from Vlahovic 75 million is a is, is a great deal for Fiorentina it's oh yeah for sure it's great for a player who who, who still hasn't proven much either he's still young and for a player who was going to leave anyway, I mean, they, they could have held on to him for up to another year and a half. But then if they did that, then it's like everyone would criticize them for losing him for free. Right. And that's, you know, and I know a lot of people, myself included, had, you know, bantered Rocco Comiso, uh, who owns Fiorentina, because he said when he took over the club and, and he is a, a Juventino, by the way, he was a Juventus support, supporter before he bought Fiorentina. But he always said it when he bought Fiorentina. He's not just going to be selling players to Juve and then he's already sold Chiesa and Vlahovic. But at the same time, it's like you can banter him just for talking out of both sides of his mouth. But I don't criticize Fiorentina for making this deal because he and his agent, Vlahovic, they were rejecting moves to Premier League clubs. I mean, they they wanted to sell him abroad. It was not their first choice or their second choice or their third choice to sell him to Juventus. They were trying to get him out of Serie A. But if the player blocks those moves and eventually you have to say to yourselves, you know what, we can either get $75 million from a team we hate or we can see him go to that same team in 18 months for nothing. So they did what they had to do. And I also, I get, I see a lot of people saying this on Twitter and a couple people in the chat that, you know, signing, signing Dusan Vlahovic to be their number nine. Um, it, it doesn't fix their midfield. Uh, I get that, but that doesn't to me make this not a good move, right? Because th this player's in his early twenties. Like he, he could potentially be, you know, a Juve great striker for the next 10 years, or in a few years, they could sell him for a big profit. So this is a good investment. And I think he does make this team better. He doesn't fix all their problems because the midfield, I think, can still be an issue for the rest of the season. But I still think this is a good move. Uh, Dan, I'll go to you next on this one. Uh, Vlahovic to Juve for 75 mil. Well, I think either way, like <clears throat> Juve had to cough up the money and Fiorentina had to sell. It was, yeah. it was, it was the right time. And, you know, I... <laughs> Dusan Vlahovic is, you know, he he talks a lot. He personally talks a lot about comparing himself to Erling Haaland, right? And we all know Erling yeah. Haaland is a freak of nature, and he plays for Dortmund, who's the second best team in in the Bundesliga. Um, I I don't know. I mean, there's definitely some similarities there. Big, strong, young, um, but you know, Dusan's the first one to tell you he's not quite as fast as Erling Haaland. I just, I feel like if there's it, if there's one place that can ruin him, it might be Juve, uh, maybe, especially with the with the expectations 
that are are are, are going to be mounted with, like kind of like Jerry talked about with with the pressure. And I think that it's it's these first six months that are going to be a, a real telling story uh, for Dusan Vlavic because just because you're a great score, goal scorer and just because you're scoring goals does not mean Juventus is going to get better. Right. Um, you know, I mean, we saw that with Cristiano Ronaldo. He was putting up 30 and they weren't a better team with Cristiano Ronaldo. I actually don't know if he's going to get better service w- w- at Juve. This side of Quadrado, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to get the service from. Uh, the midfield is the problem. Yeah. At Fiorentina, the offense went through him. So it'll be really interesting to see. I mean, I'm pulling for the guy. I'm Half of me is happy he stayed in Serie A because we want to keep the talent. The other half of me just wants to barf that he's at Juve, uh, <laughs> you, you know? So what are you going to do? It, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of money, but I think it had to happen, and I think 75 makes a whole lot of sense. I hate that argument. He had to stay in Serie A because Serie A needs him because we need the talent. No, no. Fuck that, man. Fuck that. No, I agree with Jerry that. on that one, by fuck the way. I, I would have pref- preferred that. I would have preferred if he went to Arsenal. Get the fuck out, man. You <laughs> yeah. so, so 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 here here's the argument to that. Okay, I'll counter argue that. I'll counter argument that. So we want the best talent to stay in City A. So let's all have that best talent go to Juventus. And once again, we'll have Juventus win nine squidato straight. Right. And all of a sudden. Let's squash that. Oh, yeah, City A is the most elite league in the world, and it's great because we got the, the best player, Dusan. But all of a sudden, you got the best player on the best team and, and it taking the competition away from City A. So City A no longer, it, 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 the value is, is going to drop even further for me because all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's cool. Dusan plays for the best team. They keep on winning. I don't give a shit what he does. Yeah. I'll go watch something else. Like yeah, you, you know what's I'm with you, Jerry, because because that that argument reminds me of like Bayern fans always being like, oh no no, it, it's great that every German club sells us their best players because we're keeping the best talent in Germany. No, you motherfuckers, you're hoarding the best talent on your team. Is what that is. I need it, man. I just I just I I agree with that. that's why I said part of me is glad yeah. because I want to see a guy somebody like this play, but part of me is really sick. To, about it because I don't I don't want to play against him. I don't want Juventus getting better, right? Like that, that's part of it. But hey, fucking Juventus! I'd rather have Spain gone to Milan. Fuck! I swear to God. No, Sarah. Sar- Even Sar- I would. Eighties and nineties, Serie A, right? Eighties and nineties, Serie A. Best best players, right? I granted we could only have three foreigners. You, you could right? even argue early two thousands yeah. as well. Early two yeah. thousands, right? So there is a point where you can only have so much on one team and then the yeah. talent attracts other talent right that's 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 the other thing and i i get where you guys are coming from i mean i hate Juve just as much as anybody else who doesn't support them <laughs> you know yeah. so fair well let, let me give johnny the last word on this 75 million euro transfer this is one of the biggest moves in world football certainly yeah. the biggest move in city uh dusan vlahovic to juve what say you well, I mean, like when it happened, I said it immediately. Just the fact that Fiorentina got $75 million for him, even though his contract expires next year, is a, a win for them because Camiso comes out at the start of the season. Oh, uh, yeah, Dusan's not interested in renewing for us. Why would you make that public? Especially when he's like your biggest asset, you know? Like he, yeah. you, you, you kind of keep – like you don't have to reveal that kind of information. Maybe his agent might reveal it, but not you as an owner. 
because now the bargaining chips are no longer in your hand. So the fact that they're able to milk out 75 million from Juventus when he was when Dusan himself was constantly saying, I want Juve, I want Juve, I don't care about Arsenal, I want Juve. I mean, you can't blame him. If the play, at the end of the day, it's I know that the owners technically own the players, but the players also have the right to say where they want to go, where they don't want to go. So, uh, the I didn't if he chose Juve, Juventus, you can't blame him for choosing Juventus. Um, I agree with I'm not going to repeat what you guys said because what you guys said is perfect, even though they do get Dusan, um, their midfield is not good enough to in my eyes to to make him effective right away now maybe they might get more additional they might get more pieces to make it much more effective but um right now it's it's still a little bit lacking but it does make their offense more potent than it was before and what dusan does what vlavich does for for juve is that those games that they would be losing 1-0 you can make it a 1-1 result to get a draw out of it or heck, make those draws a win. He has that capability. And I think right. that's what's going to be the key factor for Juventus with this deal is that you get more points out of results, which is what the story of their season has been so far. They've dipped, they dipped so much because they just weren't getting those results. And now they actually have a player that will be able to kind of deliver them those results. So uh, they were they were really lacking in the number nine slot. And uh, even though Morata, a lot of Juve fans like him, uh, I could see the appeal. But he's not Vlaovic. Morata is not Vlaovic, and uh, it, yeah. it, it 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 remains to be seen. Let's see how Vlaovic does playing for a top flight club in Italy, and also getting a chance to play Champions League games and stuff. Let's see how he does in those major matches. I think so, the, ahead, the bigger Jared. question is about Zakaria. How does he fit? Because I was yeah. listening on uh, I'm mad on about Nima, that. I'm Nima and Carlo's uh, pod, and I always forget what it's called because it. The uh, Italian football pod. Thank you. And uh, this is a good point. Zakaria is a good player, but he, and he was supposed to go to Roma as well, but That's he, what <laughs> he, his, he hasn't performed well in, in recent times because he came back from a serious injury. And since his injury, he hasn't been the same player. So this this it's, it's still to get a midfielder who should help the, the, the mid. But I think this the concern is, does he regain that form or has his injury really hurt the way he performs? And I'm curious to see how that one plays out for, for Juve, right? So it's, uh, I don't know, how much did they pay him for? Do you guys know by any chance? Was it? Oh, a, uh, it was like 20, so no, it was low. It wasn't crazy. Okay. I'm going to pull it up in five seconds. It all depends what how the midfield plays now. Like that's yeah. always been the area. Like I, I said this on a tweet. I think I, I'm not sure if I said this last week. Yeah, on the four point five million euros, really small. Yeah, oh, very that's small. Nothing. Wow, that's nothing. There must be yeah. an obli- Is there an obligation on top of that though? Uh, no. It was a uh, uh, four and a half year contract. No, it's just a trade of purchase. Okay, so like I guess it's not that bad of a deal then. Yeah, that's but a good um, deal. but um, it's the midfield, man. I don't know. Like it's the mid that that I. Here's here. here I'd like to ask you guys for 75 million. Now, counter this, and I asked this last week, and I'll ask you guys now. Do you consider signing Sergei Malinkovic Savage for 75 million? Oh, yeah. 
I, I, I would think that I would think that's a bargain. I think seventy five million for SMS yeah. is a bargain. That's the asking price, apparently, for for really for Savage. Okay. 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 I was about to say that seems very, very, in my personal opinion, a bit steep. But I'm not saying SMS is not worth it. But seventy. That's his. That's his uh, current price right now. Twenty six years old. He's twenty six years old. And they want to leave seventy five million for him. He, hey, he's got the most assists in the league. The guy continues. He he's performed and excelled under Savage. He hasn't taken a step back. Like he's the guy, box to box midfielder who can perform in the back, can perform it and offensively, and moves that ball to the tee. He's the the guy who can kind of get that midfield going for Juve. I I can't see them paying seventy five million for Savage now since blowing all their whole load on Blahovic. So. Uh, unless they sell more players, then it's possible. They do have the loan deal, but still. I... Or they get more of these cash infusions because it, it doesn't seem like anybody's so afraid of financial fair play right now. And so if they keep getting these cash infusions from Exor, who knows? Yeah, it's what to hear what you guys thought. Like, just a quick thought because I think that was the guy who they should have signed first before they got the striker. But I'm not saying this is a bad sign. It's a great signing by Juve. But... I just think that Savage would have solved more problems and, and could have really helped. In so but there's, many there's variables, uh, though. I mean, does Savage, does he really want to go to Juve? Like, I think his time, that's a good question too. His, his time to leave Lazio, I think, is probably going to be coming up in this coming transfer window. But, um, you know, it, it seems to me like he, he has always coveted to move to Real Madrid. And I know they've got a, a very good midfield, but an older midfield. So I, I think that that could be a good investment for them. And so just may, maybe Juventus might have realized, like, we don't know if we can get Savic, but we know we can get Vlahovic. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I don't know. He's got two years left on his contract. And it's 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 a tough situation i think it all depends on what lazio does in the transfer market come summer we'll talk about that yeah. after but oh we'll get to that well i want i want to move on to the next one because we we get into my wheelhouse now i mean I, I i would consider this to be the second biggest move in italy for the winter mercato and that was robin gosens coming over from atalanta now it, it's technically an option but it's it's really an obligation because the conditions that make it an obligation are like very 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 fundamental things it's like you know scores a goal gets into top four something so it's it's mo it's going to be an obligation but it's a loan uh with uh what's probably going to be a forced option for 25 million euros which i i think is a great price for robin gosens and i know that uh a lot of people have been kind of puzzled uh, by the deal, like thinking, why couldn't Atalanta get even more for him than they did? I mean, from an Inter perspective, uh, it's a tremendous piece of business by Beppe Marotta, who does things like that on a regular basis. And uh, th this is a really necessary move. Uh, Ivan Perisic has been doing a very good job these past two seasons at left wing back. He's got a very uncertain future at Inter, and he's in his 30s. So I think he's... I think this is his swan song with the club. I think Perisic is going to leave on a free at the end of this year. And so you replace him with a younger, possibly even better, I, I would argue even better and certainly more potential in Robin Gosens, who can be the long-term answer at that left wing back position. I love the fact that he scores a lot of goals from that position. I think that's something Inzaghi is really looking for. And, you know, he... 
He is a natural left wing back, so he comes over to play that role in Inzaghi's 3-5-2. So I think this is tremendous. And I want to go to want to go to Dan Petzota on this first, who's he's already given me a great breakdown this week on Robin Gosens. And I and I know obviously from an Atalanta from an Atalanta standpoint, I know you're sorry to see him go. Sure. So I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we take your guy, <laughs> but I mean what, what do you what do you think about this piece of business from Inter? Well, I think, you know, not to add too much to what we had talked about on, on, on the Patreon, on your interfix, but uh, the first thing is the price. You kind of, you kind of mentioned it. And, uh, you know, probably around the Euros, probably at the height, he, we were probably looking at 40-45 for Robin Gosses. He had just come off of scoring 12 goals for Atalanta from wing back, had a couple of good performances at the Euros, but decided that he was going to stay with us. He hasn't played in four months, Alex. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he tried to come back from an injury a couple of times. Um, so that $25 million, uh, seems a little low for a lot of people. Maybe it has something to do with the injury. Um, maybe it's because, you know, Inter is finally saying, hey, you guys, how much did we pay you for Roberto Gagliardini? You owe us. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. Um, but we know that a lot of times these deals don't come in a vacuum. And Atalanta and Inter do a lot of, of business together. So this, there might be something going on. There was, there was a story uh, also about how Luca Percassi uh, and uh, Steven Zhang are actually quite good friends. So there's, there's yeah. all sorts of things uh, going on around here. But from an Atalanta perspective, um, you know, Robin Gosens, we're going to miss him. It's going to take a couple of players to replace what he brings us. But what we do have is we do have the depth on wingback. We got we got Mela and we got um, Atsela who can play left wingback. And, of course, um, you know, Mela can play on the right along with Hatibur and Zapacosta can also play on the left or the right. So we have the depth um, to, to replace him. Who's going to pick up the goal scoring? That's going to be the question uh, for Atalanta. But, you know, like I said – you know, I hope the best for Robin. It sucks that he went to our rivals. It sucks that he went to Inter. As soon as Schalke gets back into the Bundesliga, he's going to drop you guys like it's hot. Anyway, he wants to go back. To, <laughs> he wants to go to Schalke. So that's that's all I'm saying. You know, maybe he'll get a scudetto out of it, and then boom, back to Schalke. Listen, he's going to feel right at home. Really, he, eh? he, he doesn't have to move very far, and he doesn't have to learn new colors. So it's yeah. it's going to be an easy transition. <laughs> he really wants from. to go back to that team. Aren't they in the second division now? Yeah, well, that's I mean, what that's, he's saying. If they get yeah. back in the Bundesliga, if they, but even if they go Bundesliga. back up, they'll go right back down. I uh, know, not Schalke. Schalke is a big club. They're just going through yeah? a tough period. Yeah, I mean, he's you know he's half Dutch, half half German, and Gelsenkirchen's right there. It's his club of his youth. So oh. you know, he talks about it a lot. In okay. his in in his in his autobiography, if you if you haven't uh, pick, you should pick that one up, Alex. No, I haven't read. I, I have. I fully admit, I have not read Robin Ghost's autobiography. <laughs> I fully admit, I have not either, because the guy is like twenty five and he's writing his yeah. autobiography. Give me a break. I can't be bothered, Bro, and, 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 Agreed. Jerry, do, do you remember the time, like over a year ago, maybe two years ago, you and I spent half of an episode making fun of Ikadidi because he wrote an autobiography when he was like twenty three. Yeah. Like, <laughs> did he really? He did. We talked about this. Yeah, we talked. It was a lot. It, it was like the very early. We we've had this show almost two years. What is so it? It was it was like the very early. Ikadi wrote an autobiography when he was like twenty three. It was the, the craziest fuck did you thing achieve ever. at twenty three. Well, and it was mostly just him like threatening to literally murder the Inter Ultras because they, you know, because they, they they had they had kind of a rough go like when he was like wow. you know twenty. So it it was it was ridiculous, man. And 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 Lunatic. by the way. She, 
shout out to everybody in the live chat. And I know that uh, we, we have some Interisti in there who really wanted to talk about Gosens. I see my guy, Lord Figo, who is, he is the king of inter Twitter. I think he's like banned from Twitter, right? Which just goes to show you how real this dude is. Like <laughs> only the real ones get banned from Twitter. Jack wanted no part of what Lord Figo is doing. And Ricky Buzz, I see him in the chat as well. But now I want to, uh, let me go, uh, you know, John, John Nee, I, yeah. I, I didn't want to keep making you go last because then yeah, everybody, no, steals, okay. everybody steals the points. But uh, no. what did you make of, of this piece of business, Gosens uh, from Atalanta to Inter? Well, first of all, sorry about my internet. Just my my, my laptop just completely crashed on me. Your old Canadian internet up there. It's on. So, and now it seems like my phone crashing is. like your Bruins. Ah, he's gone again. All right. Well, Jerry, Jerry, let me get let me get you in because yeah, he's uh... yo. Him and his Bruins have something in common. They're both crashing. Oh my god. What, what's <laughs> happened to the Bruins right now? They were up to nothing. Sorry. Yeah, they were up to nothing. Now they're two two in the third period. Wow. Wow. I, need, I need them to lose. Fuckers. Um, oh, wait. I don't know. Gosen. Oh, there he is. Oh, you're yeah. falling apart like your Bruins, bro. <laughs> it's it's annoying because, like, my laptop crashes. Now my phone just doesn't want to work. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, you, you go ahead. We'll, we'll let yeah. Johnny get situated. Forget if it. he's able to get back in. You, your take on Gosen's to enter. Um, I, I like it. It all depends how Dan knows better than me. I don't I don't follow here's the thing. I watch a lot of games every weekend, but I never pay attention to like player detail, like every player on the pitch. And and with Gosens, I didn't know he was even hurt for half the year or for most of the season. So and and then apparently it's the same injury on the same knee. Is that right, Dan? Like he's had it's a thigh injury. The, the thigh? Yeah. Okay. You, you probably didn't notice he was injured because we weren't dropping points. He, that, ah, that's another thing. Yeah, no, seriously. Right? Like, yeah. I didn't know that anybody was hurt on freaking Atalanta. Like, Except for forget about the Champions League. Let's not talk about the Champions League. Who cares, man? It, 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 there's no there's no shame in, in losing in Champions League because you're playing with the best team. That's why it's called Champions League. Like, the best of the best you have to go through. It doesn't matter if there's a, a mediocre team in Champions League. You gotta they're all equal advantage. You know what I mean? Like um Ghosts is a good deal. They needed a wing back, they got it on the left side. I, I'm just skeptical to see how how does he return? How does he perform with Inter? Does does he take a step back? Like I don't I don't even think he's gonna be it's gonna take a while before he gets to game level, like when does he return from injury? Um, yeah, a few weeks, I think. A few weeks. Yeah. By the time end of February is the latest. Okay, so end of February. Then he has to go train. Then he gets to get back to game shape. And then when he's actually inserted into the lineup, he'll be starting on the bench for a couple of games. So you're not going to start seeing him start again until late March, maybe April. So you're really getting Gosens for two months at best for this season. So it, it, I think it's more for the future. He, he's he's more for next season because Perisic is leaving now. Well, not guaranteed, but if he leaves, they haven't they have a replacement. So that and it, and it's a natural wing back too that they haven't had for a while, who has been able to kind of perform at a high level at that position. So and left wing backs, guys, has always been an issue for teams. Okay, That's a great point. 
I, I wrote an article actually yesterday about Adam Radicic and Lazio playing under the 3-5-2 under Simone Inzaghi had relied on Sena Lulic. The best, I'm sorry, I'm not being biased, I'm just being honest, the best left wing back in the last decade was Sena Lulic. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and I've had a lot of people who kind of agreed with me and for what he was able to do at such a consistent and high level, very few have been able to replicate. Um, with Lazio, we've signed Johnny, who wasn't a wing back, didn't work. We signed Jordan Lukaku, was too busy eating McDonald's. <laughs> that didn't work. Um, like, you want to go... We, we've tried all experiments at left wing back. Uh, Mohamed Fadis, I, I, I don't want to disrespect him because it, it's that guy has can't stay healthy, so it, it's not. I don't like to make fun of people who have blown knees and bad thighs and all that. That's you, you just, have no problem making fun of Caicedo all the time, or no, not not Caicedo, Correa, Correa yeah, because he's actually made a glass, okay? <laughs> like, like with Mohamed Fadis, those are serious injuries he's had, like. With Korea, it's different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just true. Gets a little Muscular nickening. stuff, yeah. yeah like, like, like Sensi. But but then they put Marisic at left wing back, and he flourished. And we were fortunate that it worked out. But again, he's not a natural left wing back. He's a right wing back. So we had to became, he had to become an inverted wing back. So it's hard to find a good left wing back is my point. And, and Gosens is probably one of the very few that is available it, for a, a system that I don't know if many even kind of like deploy the three five two. I think the three five two is very rare. Yeah, it is, and, and it's it's very uncommon to see a lot of teams kind of adapt to it. Um, I could be wrong, but from when I watch games, I don't see a lot of teams play the three five two. And maybe it, you guys, it, it is know rare. That. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of uh, four three threes, four two three ones. So, so yeah. sometimes teams that do three at the back will do a three four three, not a three yeah. five two. Yeah, it's pretty rare. Very rare. So yeah. wing backs are hard to find, and it's very demanding to be a wing back. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand. Like wing backs are very demanding, where you have to dash and run up, and you have to dash and track back. And and, and a three five two, I think it hides a lot of deficiencies for a ship back line. And, and and people always criticize Atalanta's back line, okay? And it's never been the strongest. We all know that at that. But I th- no, seriously, it's never been their strongest strength. But I think what has kind of offset that, and it's the same like Lazio, having good wing backs has allowed to kind of give them some stability in that back end. And that's kind of what has complemented for them. Like they have phenomenal two of the best like winbacks last season, and it really helped them throughout the year. And that's kind of what I, I, I see with Lacho as well. Good winbacks and having Gosens now can really help Inter as well. I'm gonna, now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Sorry, real quick. I'm, no, go I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that you guys are probably, amongst other things, you're gonna see Atalanta play four at the back now a little bit more mm. often without Gosens. Um, that's one of the yeah. things. So he's not a good fullback. He's not that flexible. He, he's a left wing back. That's it. That's what he does. So I think you might guys might see the famous Gasparini three at the back go to four at the back a little bit more often. Smart like manager, it. though. He's not stupid. Yeah, really Dude, smart. That's why I like him because he's he's not stubborn. He, if he sees a flaw, I think he, he'll adapt. You know what I mean? Did, like, did you just say you like Gasparini? 
for the for, tactically. Okay, I, tactically. We, we got we got to cut this and mark the tape because I never thought I would do that. <laughs> Hold on, you, you there's one there's one thing to hate a guy for his personality I know, and being I know, a I dickhead, but to, to not like him as a manager and what he's able to do is just that's just what's the perfect word? That's just like being biased. Like mm-hmm. there's yeah. I think he's top. Three manager, I would say, in City. I rate Inzaghi better more than Gasparini, and I'll be honest, I'm biased on that. I will always rate. Gas- I. I will always rate Simone Inzaghi as the best manager of now. Now I've seen, not of all time. Now, if I had to choose the best manager right now in City, I go with Inzaghi. But I would rank Gasparini top two probably with Inzaghi because wow. Well, what, look what they were able to do with such minimal resources, little money budgets in the oh, last yeah. five years. I hear you. They made miracles happen, man. Like, bro, one one manager figured out how to get the Champions League on a consistent basis. The other one figured out how to win three trophies with a fucking budget <laughs> of what, ten million? Atalanta could play a back six, and they're still. Well, Figo be trolling me. I love heavy, Figo. Heavy, uh, heavy, Figo heavy. Figo is today. the man. Oh, and I was about to go to Johnny, and he like this guy. You know what? You know who Johnny is for sure. He is definitely like stealing Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi from his upstairs neighbors, like for sure. <laughs> like he, he he lives in an apartment building. He's he's got some dumb neighbor who doesn't have a Wi-Fi password. J- J- Johnny, no, Johnny, hurry it's, up! You know what? No, I'm waiting for my turn to talk, and it's just literally the moment my phone just has. As a pop-up notification for chat, it turns off. My my laptop oh, blue man. screens before. It's been like hell right now. And I'm like, out of all nights. Pay your Wi-Fi has, bill. I'm right next to my router. I don't think it was my Wi-Fi. Ah. My laptop just crashed. I <laughs> And then and just the phone, I guess, uh, uh, StreamYard doesn't work very well on the, on phones sometimes. But... Yeah, it doesn't. No, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, but yeah. You, 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 you hadn't given your thoughts on Ghostens yet, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So just to quickly sum it up, perfect signing. Uh, if they use them as a left wing back or as a left back, they just make their back line so much better. And uh, by the way, I just wanted to ask, did the Bremer deal go through? No. No, it did not, no. It did not go through? Because uh, if that would have been, if that would have actually went through, I would have said like Inter's probably got the best back line in City A for the next uh, five years or so. Like, no, maybe, maybe for this. I, I think that that's a target for the summer. It yeah. wasn't a target well, if, for if they, if they get him for the summer, that would still be great because then afterwards yeah. you can – because then, like, if you do end up playing uh, Gosens as the left-back role and you have Dumfries on the right-back, who's shown that, you know what, even with Hakimi being gone, Dumfries is still a decent replacement, it's as if Inter hasn't lost any stride at all. And, yeah. um, like, our, I, 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 have, I have a hard time finding uh, another back line in Italy that's better. I can't, off the top of my mind right now, I can't think of anybody better, and I think Inter just reinforces that so well. And you know what? With Onana coming in, you know, hopefully, well, I'm not saying hope. I mean, for Interisti, they're hoping. Uh, but if he is the successor, successor to uh, Samir Handanovic, uh, they just solidify themselves for the next while. And you, if you build from the back up, uh, it's perfect. Honestly speaking, that's usually the harder parts of soccer. It's easy to scout out a midfielder or a striker that are, that's going to be like uh, like – apt enough to be effective immediately but to get uh some defenders or like even a good keeper and also depends on the system that you're running you know i guess more midfielders for system but still uh very hard to find but uh for an option to buy 25 million i think i 
I think Inter should capitalize on that, especially that it's Gosens. I mean, I, I would yeah. if I yeah, if and, I and it's ba- it's basically a forced option. Like he's got to meet a couple of easy to reach conditions, from what I understand, and then it's going to be locked in as an obligation. So it's technically an option, but it's really an obligation. I, I want to move on to a, a couple of uh, of quick ones. And then I am going to want to uh, to get uh, John these. Oh, we're, we're going to wait a second for that. But I, I am going to want. Well, l- let me do this now. That Oh, no, I, I'm getting the thumbs up. All right. So l- let's move on. This one. This one is really more for Jerry to either vent or take a victory lap. Uh, Vidat Marici is on his. Now, this is an outgoing, not an incoming. Uh, he's going to Mallorca loan with option to buy for 12 million that means he's coming right back to Lazio in five months but there is an option <laughs> to buy Murici Murici is out at least until May Jerry Murici is out do you want to take a victory lap yes and no yes because it, it, it's a fresh start for him he can clear his mind get away from Rome just like a, it's like a brand new team for him and maybe this is what he needed just just to just to reset and kind of get his flow back. I'm, I'm hoping that he plays consistently with Mallorca because if he doesn't, he's definitely coming back to Lazio. And to get his confidence back up, he has to be playing regularly with Mallorca. And they're in a battle for rele- to, against relegation. So Saturday is the first game he may be playing at 10 o'clock. For by the way, well. Jerry, Jerry let, let me interrupt you real quick because I, I lost track of time. I just want to say a proper goodbye to Dan because I know Dan had to step oh. away at 930. We've already kept Dan very long. Mr. Dan Petzota, real quick. Sorry to interrupt Jerry's thought, but I just wanted to make sure we give Dan a send off. Let people know real quick where they can find you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Atalanta underscore Vegas. Um, and you can listen if you guys are interested into uh, the Atalanta pod. That me and my buddy Nick do. You can follow him at Atalanta Passion, and you can follow the pod at Atalanta Pod. Um, any words you want to say about Marici before you go? I am so glad. You know, normally I love to see all the talent stay in this area, <laughs> but I am so happy that this one is leaving because this talent, or lack thereof, only scores against Atalanta. So yeah. see you, Vedat. I'll leave Sayonara on those words. Thanks, guys. Good it. to see you. See you. Appreciate Man. it. Bye, Bye. Dad. Hey, thank you so much. Jerry, Jerry, sorry about that. Yeah, no Go worries. ahead and finish your thought. I, here's where I counter this. If you're going to loan him out, have a backup for him, though. Like, that's where I'm, I'm kind of upset about. Like, we all complain that Marici, let's get rid of him. He's done nothing for Lazio. Why do we want him? That's right. Fine. But then you got to also think about if you get rid of him, he's still a body. He played the Coppa Italia for, for half a game, which he played well. Yeah. And if he didn't play that, we would have to use Immobile for 120 minutes. And then you would have to play him the weekend against Atalanta for 90 minutes. Like, this is, we have seven games in three weeks. And we don't have a backup striker. Like, where's the thought process here? As much as you want to get rid of Marici, you also have to think about what the consequence is when he's out. So I guess you can't have all your eggs in one basket. And and now Marici, sorry, sorry, it really has to be inventive here because he, he probably didn't think that Marici was going to go out without a, a, a sec, without a backup option, right? So it's uh, 
I guess the end game here is that you're hoping that Marici kind of gets that form back. He regains that 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 identity that he showed with Fenerbahce. And if Lazio make twenty, if if he performs well and they pick up the option for twelve million, they don't. I think they they don't really lose anything on this deal. They kind of make a little bit and, and are past the break even point. So. And on top of that, if they were to pick up pick up the option, it would be the biggest transfer deal in Mallorca's history. Which and means is, there's no there's no way they're picking it up because honestly, that, you got to think of if if you're Mallorca's sporting director, how can you sell it to whoever owns that club? How can you tell them, hey, we're about to break our club transfer record on who on Vidat Marici? No fucking way. They're breaking their record for this guy. If he does it, I'm just hoping he just performs well, man. I don't care. Yeah. I just want this guy to get his confidence back up because he is he is a weak he's got a weak mentality. Like the guy gives up too easily. He makes 2.1 million per year. Bro, Jeez. go play, man. Yeah. Like I know, I know, I know they're they're human and, and they're not like it's easy to get down, but you gotta like you're a professional player. You have to know that it, it's you have to take the good and bad and become a strong mental player. And that's where I kind of appreciate Cheeto all the time where it was bad at one period for him, but he figured out how to turn it around for himself after Sevilla and Borussia Dortmund. So that's, that's something that with that Marici's got to kind of take into grasp and, and figure it out. But yeah, I agree with Ivano. Iparita will come right back. He probably will back. come back, but <laughs> Hey. There's just there's certain certain guys that, that take a long time to sell. Like Inter Inter have had dead weight like this. Like uh, Joao Mario was a guy. Like they finally got rid of him, but it took years to get rid. of what, what what do you think, Johnny? Johnny, what do you think about uh, quick thought on? And, and as you know, as a Roma supporter, you probably would have preferred Murici stayed at Lazio. Yeah, of course. Uh, just to, you know, like sandbag the team as much as he can, but. Uh... Yeah. But, uh, no, the deadly thing, especially when Roma was going through for Nizanzi for the longest time, you know, uh, yeah. it's, al- it's always, uh, it's, if you're a team owner, it's always good to get rid of them whenever you can, especially if you're paying a hefty salary. I mean, I didn't know that he was getting paid $2.1 million a year. That's a significant amount for... <laughs> and there he goes. Uh, Jerry, um, so you, you talked about this a little bit. Um, about Sadi not being happy with the transfer Mercato. Was it Alfredo Pedula who even like reported that it was so bad that Sadi might not be back next season? Do you think it's that bad? Like, is is he so frustrated with Lazio that he may have met his wit's end with the club? Well, apparently he was promised. So he wanted a center back, and I think he wanted another midfielder, like a Lucas Leva. And the fact that he doesn't have a backup striker. Um, I know that Lazio fans are very frustrated with how the transfer market went, but I saw a, a thread on Twitter. And it was a really good one, actually, and it showed the history that um, of their transfer market deals in the winter. And they've never been a team to, like, spend a lot of money in this market. So if if... If that's the case, right, like you have to consider the fact that it was never going to happen in the first place. The one signing is always what Lazio does in the winter, winter mercato. And apparently they got a guy or 
low risk. There's not much tie to it, and he's a winger. And what that's going to do is that it, it probably will shift Felipe Anderson as a false nine. And um, I, I'm I'm not ready to like panic about Mauricio Sari leaving. We really have to take grasp and see what they do now until the the summer transfer market and what they do in the summer. That will give you a better idea if the club is going to back Mauricio Sarri. Because, okay, so you got the guy from Atalanta who they were rumored for, uh, Moranchik. Okay, obligation to buy. But you're going to buy a guy who really, to me, hasn't proven much. And let's just say the obligation was $20 million. Are you willing to spend $20 million on a, on a Moranchik where he looks decent, but you don't know what the upside is? Um, and then there's the guy, Casale, they wanted from Verona, who, who's only had a good half a season. You're going to blow the bank on him now and overpay in the winter transfer market? Now, I understand that if, if you leave it, that leads to other teams – possibly signing him that's fine but i'm not gonna i don't want a, another vidat marici scenario where you're overpaying for players and you're stuck with them again and you can't sell them you can't offload them now there's also the argument that i saw that um Mauricio sorry kind of wants some leeway some power into like the buying and having say into the kind of players and I, and I agree with him he should have some sort of say some leverage into kind of developing the team that he needs to kind of like get going um, I, 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 I want to give a shout to Joe and he said a good tweet here I think summer will be better players are always more expensive in January in the current economic environment, buyers want loans with options, mm-hmm. especially Lazio, given the liquidity index issue. Issue, And sellers want cash. Otherwise, they'd rather keep their talent. So it's, it's a very valid comment that Joseph made in regards to the Lazio fans kind of frustrated and disappointed with the the transfer market that Lazio had. You have to look that Roma got two players, which didn't cost him much. They were very low but high risk wards that, that can pan out for them. And, and by the way, and what and what can you tell us about those moves? Because I know our guy Ivano was wanting us to talk about Roma's. Mercato. I, I was hoping uh, Johnny wasn't going to fall off a cliff because I wanted his take on he it. He messaged but... me, actually. He said, uh, hey, Jerry, forget about me tonight. These technical difficulties are starting to bug me. So he is gone for the night. Thank you for coming on tonight, Johnny. Oh, yeah. I, I see the message, um, Sean. Yeah, I, I'm going to respond um, as well. Johnny is the fucking man. He's great. But uh, I think it's good business by Roma because there's no obligation for either player. It doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. Both on loan, um, very minimal. I don't know much about Pereira. I have a friend of mine at one of my stores who is a Porto fan and mm. said that he is a very serviceable player who kind of fell down the pecking order with Porto, but did it not not for reasons that he's a bad player. It's just the 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 amount of 
quality they have in their lineup that kind of made it unfortunate for him to not play as much. And I know that Sergio Consasal wasn't happy, happy with this kind of move because of the depth that he wanted in, in the squad. Um, as for Maitland-Niles, he, I saw the their recent game against Empoli. I thought he played very well for 60 minutes, very defensive, can win challenges. Um, looks like he has a very good read for the game. Again, these are players that Mourinho wanted. So mm, he yeah. got Mourinho got his kind of guys that, back backing the manager. How about backing that? the manager? That's that's yep. very important. Um, and I think the most important thing was that Roma did it early. They didn't wait to the last minute. They were kind of organizing how they kind of did their business, how they sold their players, and how they bought their players. Again, I I, I don't know much for either player. But it seems as if they've helped in the short term already in the games that they have played. Again, with Lazio, I, I get people are frustrated about what can happen with Sari. I don't think Sari is just going to terminate his contract and walk out. He will, yeah. he will finish off the year. That is a hundred percent. There's, there's no way he just walk. He's done too much for this club right now. Yeah, and plus him- it's like if you if you walk out on a club in the middle of a season, like don't don't league. yeah don't, don't expect to ever be hired again. Like it's so unprofessional. So I wrote some comments today. So here's the thing, and 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 a lot of people are forgetting. You got Patrick who comes who becomes a free agent, Thomas Trakosha, Pepperina is a 50-50. If they don't make Europa League slash Champions League, he's out of the lineup. Jordan Lukaku finally comes off the books. Stefan Radu has an option in his contract. We don't know what the future lies for him. Lucas Leva comes off the books. And you also have to consider the following year, players like Johnny, Dermisi, Andre Anderson are, are one year away from the uh, their contracts expiring. And there are probably and, – and I think there, there was a tweet from Stephen Moore where he showed, okay, so Luke, Luis Felipe still hasn't renewed his contract. I'm pretty mm-hmm. confident that he will. Um, there's a lot of players who, who whose contracts are coming off the books now. That's that's six players that, that I know of, and there's probably more who are going to become free agents this summer. That's a lot of wages that frees up and, and kind of should help them. It, it all depends what their approach is. Like, I know people are saying, oh, we lose Lucas Leva. That's a guy we should uh, sign. And it's like, no. Your but Twitter like, buddy. Like, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> not disrespect to him, but these are these are wages still that you're paying. And yeah. you have to consider the future now. Like, it, it's maybe, maybe you consider selling Luis Alberto. He's going to be over 30 next year. And maybe that's the chipping point where you sell him and you reinvest that money. And then also, let's remember. Now they got Binance. They got a sponsor. They have the sale of Joaquin Correa, which is going to come in. Like that will help as well. That kicks in. I hope we save the receipt for that one. Like there are are things that you have to look into. I I love how people are are freaking about the summer, but in all reality, teams like Lazio, Roma, Napoli, that's where they strive better. They strive in the, the, the transfer market of the summer. And, and I'll end it with this too. Mm-hmm. Spending money doesn't always 
solve your issues. Like it does. <laughs> no, not even that. Joe said yeah. a good point about Napoli. They they spent a significant amount of money on Lozano, and it hasn't really yeah, worked out that right. well. That's right. Um, there was another player he mentioned to me that they 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 spent maybe. Our our boy Rafa Biz can can drop in and well Rafa bring yourself in man because we did want to uh, well first of all we wanted to say thanks to Raf because he he has dude you have revolutionized <laughs> our YouTube game when it comes to the freaking graphics and the intro I don't know how to make a graphic I don't know how to Photoshop to save my life Jerry <laughs> just knows how to Photoshop middle fingers on things so. Thank you for all of that, sir. And of course, when, when Jerry when Jerry starts talking about Napoli, that that is like the bat signal for. Rafa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It really was. I was like, my blood started bubbling a little bit. I was like, I gotta get in, gotta get me in, gotta get me in. But uh, yeah, you know about Saudi too, Jerry. You know, I mean, I remember him being a, a type of manager that that um says I, I'm good with what I have. He wasn't really yeah, same one to go out to the market, splash all this cash on 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 players. He was very much so I'll do with what I got. So you know I'm s I don't know if it was because a few of the players making exits. I'm not sure what, what triggered him, but it's very unlike Saudi. So I'm I'm not sure what's going on there. Well, and, and let's go on. Now, let's go on to the uh, uh, the final transfer we wanted to talk a little bit about. And and this is one I'm, I'm going to need Raf's help on this because I don't know a whole lot about this player. But this is an incoming on loan for Napoli. Axel Twanzebe. Uh, is there is, is this just a depth signing, Raf? What do you look I, at this as? Yeah, I, I think that's it. I, you know, I'm, I'm not even sure why we signed them. I mean, considering uh-huh. the, you know, in the back, we're. we're for the most part, this season covered enough. Now, I know lots of people wanted a new left back and 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 a few other, even some people saying right back because Di Lorenzo is like a machine. He plays so much. So yeah, signing Axel, I, I think, was, again, like you said, just a little bit of depth helped to kind of reinforce uh, the, the back line just in case. You know, when Manola's gone, uh, I... I I'm not even sure why we got this guy. It's it's not that big a deal to me. It's not that big a deal. I, I think Delorentis in the first place is not one to really splash much at all, if anything, in the January market. He just doesn't like it. Like you said, you guys mentioned it before. It's a little bit more expensive. Plus, who can you really get? Are you really can you really get like a a top notch player? I mean, with the exception of maybe. Uh, but, but all right, with the Kosen Stilvohovich, fine. But, but yeah. it, 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 it's usually really not. tough. It's you, yeah, it's really tough in January. And to be honest, and I was saying this on the rant the other day, I was like, who are we going to sign right now? Like, what position would Napoli need to sign? Forget player, but what position do you need to reinforce right now in January? And the answer is not a lot, Un- unless you're bringing in some. You got a good deal on maybe like an older, wiser uh, backup striker, because I don't think Catania right now is cutting it. And I like the guy, and I defended him, but it's yeah. just like it- it's not. He's not efficient. He's not efficient. We needed goals from him when Victor got hurt, and it didn't happen. But either way, we picked up Axel. It adds a little bit. Of- I think it's a dry loan. I don't think there's any obligation to get him. I, I think it's just just extra reinforcements to make sure our back line is good. Maybe we were afraid 
with Koulibaly because, you know, he did snag an injury. That, and, and I thought it was going to be a lot worse, but he ended up playing in Senegal in the AFCON, so he's okay. And Guisa thankfully stayed healthy. Um, uh, but we have Gulam, who is – it's like it's always a risk. You know, he's not the same player. But these guys are headed out too. Uh, I know Malcolm uh, that, that was the big uh, that was the big conversation about Malcolm not not going to get renewed. Gulam probably not going to get renewed. You know, ADL is going to clean a little bit of house. Again, I think this guy was just like a, some kind of consolation prize for Spalletti, just in case he needs anybody, because I think he can cover the CDM. But but that's it. No, nothing to write home about uh, with Napoli in January ever. <laughs> so it's and, like, and, and, it. that's how it usually is with most clubs i mean uh it, it's been a little bit different like with beppe marotta at inter because two years ago they made a big move with erickson uh who by the way has uh has landed at brentford and i'm i'm really happy for him like he's literally not allowed to play in city anymore i miss christian erickson uh so i'm i'm happy i'm happy that he's happy uh but yeah, I mean, when when Inter brought him in two Januarys ago, that was a big January move. You know, they made a big January move with Gosens, but usually, you, usually it's very quiet January Mercato. But yeah, I, I wanted to wanted to close it up on this note. And and Raf, I'll let I'll let you go first, man. And, and you talked about the rant. I mean, the Raf and Raf rant is legendary, right? Even, yeah. even for those for those who don't support Napoli, you still support the rant because these guys are so entertaining. I, I support content all over the calcio space and you guys are some of the best let people know where they can find you uh yeah so my my handle is uh ralph underscore biz you catch me in fact i'll, I'll put it up here guys uh then of course the ralph n ralph rant of course on youtube or on twitter you can catch us there if you ever want to talk not but i believe lord figo was in there a couple times he, he came in and troll i love figo. uh yeah, chill with the garbage talk, man. We we don't really like garbage can talk, man. That triggers us. Chill with that. Oh, yeah. But like, listen, who wants to play? Don't forget, we're in second place right now. We've been a top 10 contender, or rather a top three, four contender for a while. We've had a couple bad seasons, but I, I'm happy for Inter. I'm happy they're doing their thing. I'm glad Juve they they broke the you know, they broke that streak because honestly, it was just Serie A was just getting boring. And I and the, these past two seasons have been so wild, but um, but that's fine. I, I would like for you to go to Napoli and say that and see see what happens. Uh, but hey, man, everybody's entitled to your opinion. I don't get mad, man. I don't get mad, but <laughs> some of the some of the some of the some of the banter I don't like. But but I'm I'm cool with it, man. I'm cool with it. That's okay. Yeah, that's Jerry, okay. Jerry, what about you? You writing any? You writing anything this week? And of course, you can find Jerry, Jerry, and me, and and Raf now on this platform. Uh, but Jerry, where else can they find your work? Uh, the Laziale World Football Index. I've written, I have like nine pieces I have to release. I I start writing things and I get lazy to submit them out. It's uh, the, thing is, the thing that's weird is like submitting isn't that isn't it. that the easier part? Like write like you always do this where you write a bunch of stories and you don't put them out right away. Isn't um, writing the story that's the hard part? Like clicking submit is the easier part. I guess, but it's putting in and I don't know. I just, I put so much effort into into writing them, editing them, and it's just fun. I have like nine in the back. I, I got one on Chino Immobile. I got it right next. I have to finish. I wrote last uh -huh. year. Where he's gone from hero, like from zero to hero, and basically has become like the staple of Lazio. So I don't know. I wrote about Mirosic yesterday. I wrote that piece like past this past summer, 
and I finally finished it now. I, the problem with me is that I, I kind of drift off and I start writing match previews and match reviews, yeah, right. which which I've kind of actually my wife has been really impressed with me because I think then the last month or past month I've really really taken a step back in writing, and she does. She's my editor, and she knows, and she keeps track of everything. In the last month, I was in the last four weeks. I've only done like two or three pieces. Like I know, I no longer want to do match previews like as, as often as I used to. I no longer want to write match reviews on every game because it's like, okay, you do a review today, and you do a review on Wednesday. How much is going to change in three days? Like I like yeah. to kind of do the big games and people who really want to put an emphasis and try to space it out. Right? It, you 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 run out of things to say after each game. Like yeah, okay, talk about that city on Saturday. The same story on Wednesday. It's like, okay, people already know what you just said. So, and just for my mindset too, I I I noticed that I've done a lot in the last couple of years, and I've kind of lost a lot of interest in in football. And I think that's a lot of me just overdoing it and not giving myself a break. It starts to feel like work, man. I've I've been there. Like, uh, yeah. like I, I cover the uh, the frustrating as hell Miami Dolphins every day in the NFL. I've covered the team for years, and dude, I I grew up with a Dan Marino poster above my bed. But once you start to see how the sausage is made, and you cover dysfunction, like it it just it's it makes you enjoy the game less. So I I know what you mean. Pretty Smith actually gave me the whole pep talk two years ago. I still remember. He told me. Oh, to really? Sure. Yep. Still remember when Pretty Smith told me he 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 used to do it as a job, and then he just focused on interlegends with Nima, and yeah, uh, which he's very passionate about and does a good job with. And he told me that that was that his bread and butter that he enjoyed, and that was it. He didn't go any further with it because he kind of started losing interest towards football. <laughs> Right, right about Lord Figo. So yeah, yeah huge. Make, make sure I, you make. Yeah, I got some rights on Figo. I actually, dude, Lord Lord Figo is such an interesting, mysterious individual. Yeah. Um, it, like if you, Jerry, if you could get this guy to do like a two hour long like sit down interview with you, like you know over Zoom or whatever, because you know you're in. Nobody wants to go to Canada. You're up in Canada, and I don't even know if they let you guys travel outside their country these days with that socialism you have up there in Canada. Damn you! But no, you, <laughs> you and uh, you and Figo. I want you guys to do like a two hour Zoom where you get his full life story because I would love to know more about that dude. I, I want to troll Roma before we sign off. One. Jesus has made more appearances, 19, and played more minutes, 1,223 this season, than he did in his last two seasons at Roma. He's doing combined. good, too. Yeah. 16, for yeah, he's doing good. 16 for 797 minutes. Our credit to Joel Fischetti from Fort yes. Napoli Podcast. And I think that's some good trolling towards Roma because Juan Jesus has played phenomenal for Napoli and shit the bed with Roma because Roma shit. He's bad at Inter too. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll plug. You know, his la- I was on his la- I was on his podcast, his last podcast rather. Uh, invited man, we did a nice piece on uh, ADL, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, the market, a uh, bunch of little information. So check it out before it's on Apple podcast. So Joe Fischetti is a brilliant man. I had when he called me, I was like so happy about it. We we did a good episode, tons of information. So um, because there's a lot of speculation out there. So catch that episode. You too, Jerry. Yeah, it's a good call. I, mean, I already Joe, watched I mean, it. Yeah, it was I mean, good, right? I heard I, I your I heard it. your Juventus baby uh, bibs. 
Ah, that's what I call it. You're going to get one? Yeah, where can I get that? Because I really want I'm going to make the order. I have to like get the order ready and it's coming out. Okay, let me know. That is great. But it's not. And actually, the next project that we need to work on that Ralph is going to, Raph is going to help us with is we got to start making merch for this show. I want to have, and of course, we got to get Jerry's approval. But I want to. I want to print out and and Jerry, we'll we'll let you keep most of the profits. I get to take a fee because it's my idea, and Raf gets a fee because he's going to be the one designing it. But yeah. I want to get a Jerry's double bird shirt. Like even even yeah. Jerry, even if it's like your silhouette and people can't see your face, we we've got something there. Like we can do it where it's like. Raf takes a picture of you with the double bird, but he'll like, you know, he'll like black out your face and stuff. So it's a silhouette, but <laughs> listeners and viewers of this show will know what it is and they'll all buy the shirt. Yeah, yeah. So we'll all be rich. That's it. Brilliant. And we'll sell it on Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> pretty smart. So, yes, yeah, so we, we got to get that merch going. And yeah, make sure, of course, you know, if you're here watching us now or listening to us, because we post the audio version uh, within 24 hours of the show airing on YouTube, you, you probably already know where to find us. But if you're listening to the audio, keep in mind, you can watch us on video on YouTube. You can see our beautiful faces. You can either watch live or you can watch a replay. It's no problem. It's Calcho Connection is the name of the YouTube channel. And make sure you subscribe. We're, we're not going to spam you, uh, you know, because like, you know, if, if you want to turn the alerts on, great. But we're doing one to two videos a week. So if you subscribe, we're not going to be spamming you. Uh, it, it, it helps us out if you subscribe and make sure you hit the like button. If you're watching this video right now, smash the like button, subscribe to our channel. And maybe if you're watching us and you'd like to get the audio version so you can listen to us while you're driving around, just go to any podcasting platform, all the big ones like Apple spotify amazon thank you mr bezos and uh, google play we're on there just search calcho connection and you will find us and make sure you subscribe to our audio pod and leave us a five-star review and you can follow me on twitter at alex donno spelled d-o-n-n-o and uh, if you're interested maybe there's some crossover not a whole lot if you are an american sports fan i do daily content on the five reasons sports network youtube channel it's mostly just me complaining about local south florida teams but we have fun doing it. So, yeah, huge shout-out and thank you to Raf. Huge shout-out and thank you as always to Jerry, to Dan Petzotta, and to Johnny, even though his Canadian socialist internet kept shitting the bed, man. It's like one, one, one gig for everybody, like one, one gig download speed for everybody there in Canada. It's the socialist way. We will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Ciao. Ciao, guys.